God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. The Word of God says, May your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise, that I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and forever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings, and will not be put to shame, for I delight in your commandments. Because I love them, I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I meditate on your decrees. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. Mark, would you listen to prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Let's share a little while this morning upon complete trust in God. Now I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to think about it before you answer it, okay? Because we're going to be sharing a few moments about what this means and what it means in your heart and your life. This morning, do you trust God? Do you have that complete trust in God? There in Psalms it says, Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. If you answer that question, yes, preacher, I trust God. Do you trust Him 100%? Do you have complete trust in God? Is there any room for that negativity that comes in in your heart and your life? Do you ever allow the devil to bring that negativity into your heart and your life? Amen? When he's trying to give you doubt, when he's trying to give you fear, when he's trying to make you anxious, when he's trying to make you have worry in your life. We all know that we need to work upon being completely 100% faithful and having trust in God. Amen? It's easy to have that trust in God when it's something very small, isn't it? It's easy to have... Trust in God when you've seen things done before. Maybe something that seems very simple in your life. I have trust in God when I go home and I flip the light switch. I have trust in God that it's going to what? Come on. I have trust in God that we're going to get in the vehicle, Sheila and Kevin and I and whoever else we go out to eat with at lunch. I have trust in God that I'm going to eat today. Amen? I have trust in a lot of those things that that takes place in, in my life. Small things. But it comes to those big things. You ever have big things in your life? Those big things that seem what? Bigger than who? Bigger than you. Bigger than you can control. Those things that come into your life. When it comes to those type of things, do you have complete trust in God? True, complete, 100% trust in God. Do you ever question God? Have you ever asked asked God, Why do I have to experience this? Why am I going through this, God? Why is this happening to me? I have trust in you. Why are you allowing those things to come into my life? When Sheila and I were down in Nashville for our few months, I had been working so hard. Every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock, the people would get together. We never did know their names. It was just a group of doctors and other people. They would get together every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock and decide who got a heart the next week. And I would pray all week long. And one of the doctors came in and said to me, he said, uh, 
Well, we're going to put your name on the list to be evaluated. There was list on top of list you had to go through. We're going to put your name on a list to be evaluated in two weeks to see if you're ready to get a new heart. And I remember Sheila and I prayed, and you all were praying. Amen? I could, I could feel you all praying. I was talking to you on Sunday morning. We worked hard. I'd go out in the hallways and walk, even when I didn't feel like getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get up and walk, and all these different types of things. And I'd walk, and I'd walk, and I'd walk, and I'd walk. And I was feeling strong, and I was feeling good. And I'd look at Sheila, and I'd say, Honey, I feel good, and I have faith in what? Trust in God that He's going to give me what I need and we're going to be able to pass this time at 2 o'clock. Well, that Thursday came, it was 2 o'clock. You ever looked at a clock and it just seems like it just doesn't go anywhere? Has that ever happened to you before? And you start staring at that clock and you're going, maybe it's going to move here in a minute. And you start, I'd look at Sheila and say, what time is it? And she'd say, well, about two minutes past the last time you asked me what time it was, Right? And the doctor came into the room and he looked at me after all this buildup now. Working hard and trying to get ready for the surgery and going through all these tests and all these other type of things. He came in and looked at me and said, well, Paul, we're going to have to put you off a week. And then we'll decide again. You ever had one of those moments where you just felt like it was just a big old punch in the gut? Where you, you thought you had a lot of trust. And you had a lot of faith. And you truly believed in God's plan. The only problem is that sometimes we don't want to have trust in God. We want to have more trust in our plan, right? Let's say that again. Sometimes we don't have complete trust in God. We have trust more in our plan. Amen? Because we want it done our way. We say we have complete trust in God, but then we like to meddle with it, don't we? We like to get in there and make our own decisions. We like to say to ourselves, it's my decision, I want to do it my way, and this is what I think. Come to find out, I'm glad I waited another week. I was stronger, and they found out some other things, and that 2 o'clock when they came in on a Thursday and told us that everything was good, I... I'd forgot two weeks ago how miserable I was and how that I, my trust factor was very low. But that happens to all of us, doesn't it? David says there in Psalms, we need to be able to complete means to us, you have no doubt, right? Complete uttermost trust in God. You have complete faith in God, no doubt at all. You have complete faith and trust in God that He can deliver you no matter what that is. But David says, I can't do this by myself. I am miserable in myself. Any of you ever been there like that before? Just miserable. Wondering about what to do. Wondering how to handle those things in your life. You want to have trust in God, but it's difficult to do, right? Because it seems to me, I don't know if this happens in your life or not, But not one thing normally are thrown at you. It's what? My problems seem to come in threes. Now, some people's comes in twos and fives, but it seems like if I have one thing problem that comes in my life, there's another one, and then right afterward, I've said this to Sheila many times, honey, watch out. There's one more coming. 
David says when you have that miserable thoughts in your life, we need to be able to say, I can't do this by myself. I am not strong enough. You know, it's okay to say that. It's okay to say to yourself, this is bigger than me. This is beyond my capability. Believe this or not, and you're probably not going to say amen about this, but I'll look at all of you, and I'm talking to myself too. We don't know everything. Amen? Amen. You can't fix everything. I don't care who you are or what your last name is or what job you have or what titles you have. You don't know everything. You can't fix everything. Everything you, if you have that mentality, you're just going to make a big old what mess of everything. As Christians, we have to say to ourselves, I know who I'm trusting my life to, I know who has the plan for me, and I know who I am going to call when I need help. If you had one phone call today, who would you call? In my phone, you all have this too. I just figured it out. I'm a little slower than everybody else when it comes to phones and different things like that. But in my phones, you have favorites. Any of the rest of y'all got those? Who are your favorites? Who are those? I had a friend of mine that was sick one day at work, and, and I, she told me to grab her phone and call one of her fa- family members, and I started looking at her phone, and it was Pawpaw and Meemaw and Gigi and all these others. I'm like, she said, call my dad. And I went, well, which one, are, which one is it? You know, we've got all these nicknames and all these different things. But who's on your favorites? Well, you know who's on the top of my favorite list, don't you, Sheila Mills? If anybody, she's my, anybody, the rest of you got your emergency contact? Any rest of you got that? Where people just look and they say, that's who they need to call if there's an emergency going on. Well, as Christians, we know it's great to have your emergency contact but the person you really need to call upon is who? God. Without hesitation. Without hesitation. You call upon God and you ask for God to help you and guide you and direct you. David says we need to learn to trust truly in doing it God's way. And allowing God to be in control. Have complete trust in God. Well, today, I believe we all need to turn our life over to God. And we need to say to God, God, I'm going to turn all of these things over to you. Big thing today, and if, if, if you could take this home with you, of all I preach about today and I say today, remember this, you are not alone, praise be to God. You do not have to face this all by yourself. You do not have to control and handle these situations in your life. But when you turn it over to God, what's the next step? What do you do? First of all, how do we wait upon the Lord? There over in, in verse 43, Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. How do you wait upon God? There's a lot of people today with a lot of bitterness, isn't there? You think there's any anger in the world today? You think there's any strife in the world today? 
You think there's any backstabbing? Oh, in the world today? You think there's any people saying terrible bad things about other people? Sure are, aren't they? And a lot of people are doing that while they wait upon God, aren't they? What do we do in our life? I, uh, when I was, after that two-week period, I had to, you know, they gave us the date for the heart transplant and all these type of things. And, and you know, I, I thought it was like Grey's Anatomy and all those other shows on TV, you know, they just rushed the heart in and had it in one of those little coolers and they just ran in and said, we got to take you right now and we'll, we're rushing you in there. We're going to take care of all these things and those things. Let me tell you what, that's not the way it works. I just want you to know that's not the way. They, they decide when they want to do the surgery. And I was laying in the hospital bed waiting for them to come and get me and, and this little nurse, bless her heart. Now think about this. How would you all feel? If you're laying in a bed knowing somebody's going to come in and take your heart out, would you be happy? Would you be, would you be a little stressed? Would you be a little antsy? She comes in and goes, now, honey, you're just going to have to calm down. Woo! Calm down? Okay. That's us when we're waiting, though, isn't it? Maybe it's not for a new heart, but a lot of times we're saying, God, hurry up. I don't have time to wait for this. God, I want the answer now. I want this taking place right now. God, I don't have time to wait upon it. But as you wait, one of the things that I've learned, a lot of folks today want that microwave religion, don't they? They just want to stick it in there and nuke it. Say, God, take care of it. Hurry up. God, I don't have time for this. Answer quickly. Answer quickly. You know what I've learned more about myself when I'm waiting on God than anything, any other parts in my life? When you really have to have trust and you have to have faith. Now, don't get me wrong. I love it when He does it quick. Amen? But when you're waiting, you start to learn things. You learn about people that pray for you, don't you? You learn about people that you can rely upon and lean upon. You learn about people that are there for you, people that gives you strength, that gives you comfort. You are inspired by knowing that others have went through things like this. You know, with Noah and with Joseph and with David, they had to wait upon the Lord and they had to wait for God to give them the direction that they needed and the help that they need. What are you doing right now as you wait upon the Lord? Isaiah 40, well, 40 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on, on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. During the wake, we need to grow stronger as Christians. I believe that's one of the problems we have today. Are you ready for it? And I hope you can say amen to it. We are just too weak as Christians, aren't we? We're afraid to stand up for anything. We're afraid that we're going to make people mad or we're going to make them upset. But as we wait as Christians, we can grow stronger in the grace of God, can't we? And we can feel His power in our hearts and our lives. And we learn more and more about of ourselves. Next, when you're learning how to have that complete trust and faith in God and you've turned it over to God, as you wait, you need... 
to keep on working during your time of waiting. There in verse 44 and 45, it says, I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought your precepts. Waiting is not meant to be a time for us just to sit back and relax and say to ourselves, God, you got this. I've turned it over to you now. I'm just going to sit back and just wait for you to bless. Now, I believe one of the things that God wants you to do is God wants you to work just as hard as He does, doesn't He? There's the problem. God's working hard all the time for you, isn't He? Every day. God is working hard for you every day. But so often, now I can say this is true for me, if it's true for you, then we're just one big happy family, right? So often in my life when things get hard, I just want to run away from those. You ever been there like that before? Where you say, God, this is too hard. Maybe I'll just wait a while longer. Maybe I won't try to accomplish that. Sheila has learned a little stuff about me after I retired. After I retired, I took on projects. Any of the rest of you ever take on projects? And, and you just want to do it just to see if you can do it, right? And the great thing about being retired is that I don't have to get it done on my day off. Because you know what? I've got another day off tomorrow and another day off the next day. So if I miss it at the day, I'll just come back in a couple of days longer and fix it on that day. Well, this week we decided to put down some flooring. And I read, you know, you know how we all do. You go to YouTube and you YouTube it. And they tell you how you're supposed to do it. A lot of times I just call Randy up and say, Randy, got the sink handle off. What in the world do I do? And he talks to me and I make it all the way through. With the flooring, I just decided, well, that, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Them experts, they don't know anything. I can, I can handle this all by myself. And I started putting that flooring down, and instead of starting in the middle like they told me to, I just fixed the edges. Went all the way around it, got it all, got it all just, just so-so, and then I started patching it, you know. The edges was easy. I liked that part. That was nothing. They had to cut around, had to be, you know, anything else. You had to move, you know. I was just all that. Well, Sheila, I talk to Sheila at least two or three times a day at work. You know, she still has to go to work, bless her heart. But that's, that's going to end sometime soon. And she'll ask me at lunchtime or so, how's everything going? Well, at lunchtime it was great because I was on the edges. We wasn't on the inside in the difficult parts yet. Well, the afternoon was the difficult parts. That was the cutting and the shaping and, and all of those type of things. And I want to tell you, there was a whole lot of praying going on over at the Mills house because I knew if Sheila Mills came home at 3 or a little after and the bathroom wasn't right, then Paul Mills was going to be in the proverbial what house? That dog house that I have not built yet because I probably need to uh, build one of those too. But that's sort of like life, isn't it? We do good when it's easy. When it gets hard, we start to question. We need to work hard while you wait. Don't give up because it's too hard. Do your very best to move on. When we were over at the hospitality room down there in Nashville, you know, I, we went in and all the people that was there was people that 
had had transplants. And so I thought that I was had done something unbelievable. I'd had a heart transplant. Well, I went into the motel and I was like the low on the totem pole, wasn't it, honey? Everybody else just didn't have one transplant. They had kidney transplants and they had stem cells and all these different things, multiple things that they were doing. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? God definitely, definitely, definitely took care of me. And I'm not going to... And I watched some of those people that had had heart transplant, saying kidney transplants at the same time. Other ones that was going to do dialysis every day. Others that were struggling with other infections and all these type of things. You know what those people did every day? They got up and kept going. They didn't give up. We as Christians, that's what we need in our life. We need to share and, and do our very best not to give up. Quickly on the next two points. Share with others the goodness of God during your wait. What is your testimony today? Do you have one? I believe as Christians, you should have a testimony on your lips when? All the time. Because you don't know who you're going to have to witness to. And you don't know who you're going to need to talk to about your trust in God. Complete trust in God. And you need to be able to have that word. Some people say, well, you know, I, I would testify, but I don't know what to say. I, you know, testimony are, is more than just words, isn't it? A testimony is sharing with somebody else about the time you've spent with God. And how God has blessed you and how God has took care of you. And how God has brought you through. What is your testimony? As a Christian, you ready to say amen this morning? You ain't said amen too many times, but this would be a good time to say it. As a, as a Christian, you have a testimony, don't you? Amen. You have a testimony. You have a testimony that God has given to you and that salvation that is in your heart and your life. Today, as Christians, we just have to be willing to share it, don't we? Some people say, oh, well, Brother Paul, I'm afraid I'm going to mess up. I'm going to say something wrong. People are going to look at me wrong. They're going to say, what in the world are they thinking? Do they think they know better than me just because they're a Christian? No, I believe when God gives you the opportunity to testify, God's going to give you a blessing for testifying, isn't he? And I also believe God can take a what? That blessing away. When you're going in that complete trust with God, be willing to share that testimony. And last this morning, as Christians, we have to be able to worship God and get excited about God while we wait. You know, there's a lot of things we get excited about. Lots and lots of things that we get excited about i used to get excited about uk basketball i don't know what i get excited about now right bruce but that that's 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 a struggle there is some things that you get struggling you get excited about and happy about and those type of things but as christians i believe we need to be happy about god don't we and we need to be happy about our worship some people say well brother paul if the preacher was better we could worship better it's okay say amen right if the singing was better, I, I could worship better. If the praying was better, I could worship better. If the testimonies were better, I could worship better. No, let me tell you something. Those things are only supposed to add to your worship, right? 
you're already supposed to be in communion with God. You're already supposed to be making that statement with God and saying to your God, to your God, who are you worshiping? One of the things I want you to know for sure, you don't, you don't need to worship a preacher. Amen? You don't need to worship a what? A church. You don't need to worship just the people that go to that church. You need to worship God. And you need to have God in your heart and your life. So as you wait and you build that trust in God today, you are doing your very best to believe in God and search in God. Complete trust in God. Today, we're going to have an altar call a little different than what we usually do. Of course, the altar is always open if you want to turn your heart and life over to Jesus Christ, right? No matter. If Jesus talks to you while Joe and Laurie are singing the first song of the day, or during birthdays, you come up. You can be saved, whenever that may be. Whatever God has talked to you along that lines, it's open to you this morning and anything else. But one of the things I want you to know today is I believe we can all work on be having more trust in God, can't we? What is it today you need to turn over to Him? Now, you'll, some people will say, well, there'll be a whole lot of people not go to the altar this morning because a lot of people here don't have any problems. I want you to know something. We've all got those problems, don't we? Some of us just hide them better than others, Right? Some of us just seem like everything's perfect, but we've all got them. So this morning, instead of you having to worry about, well, what is people going to think about if I go to the altar? What are they going to think if I'm up there? This morning, I'd like for a whole bunch of us to get to the altar. How's that sound? Because I'm going to be down there. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm not going to kneel far too down there because you might have to help me get back up. I'll probably be standing down here. And if you need to stand, that's great too. If you want to kneel, that's wonderful too. But come up to the altar this morning and just lay down some burdens. And lay down and say to yourself, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. I know what I'm going to do while I'm waiting on you. I know the testimony that I'm going to have in my heart when you bless me. And I know how I'm going to worship when it's over. But right now, dear Lord, it's pretty tough. And right now, dear Lord, I'm hanging on to some things. And some things that is making my life harder to be able to keep on going. Now, I'm not going to come back there this morning and lead all of you by the hand. I'm not going to do that. Because I think it's up to you to decide to do that, isn't it? But I'd love for you to come down to the altar this morning and just lay down your burdens. Lay them down and let God be in control of your life. Now, if you need somebody to pray with you, just raise your hand. Myself or somebody else will come and pray for you. But this is just a time between you and God. When you turn over to God things that are worrying you and you're concerned about. We talked about this morning in Sunday school about your personal issues, right? Personal t- things in your life. That maybe, maybe you're the only one knows today what something's going on in your life that's a struggle. Maybe you're, you're, only, maybe you're the one that's kept it quiet to yourself. Maybe this is the time you lay it down. Maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe they, you had a big old burden on your heart and you trusted in God and maybe God has delivered you and brought you through maybe come down to the altar this morning and just pray and say thank you God for blessing me and taking care of me so today the altar is open for a a lot of things right all we have to do is be willing to take part 
in that blessing that God wants to give us. So let's all stand this morning. As Joe and Laurie comes, we invite you to come and talk a little bit to God.